You know, on TNT, they call Charles Barkley Chuck. What do you think about Chuck as your nickname? I'm good with it. If it's said with love and care, I'm, I'm good with Chuck. Okay. I like Chuck. All right. I think people 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 like Chuck, but only in like a in a loving way. Like after you hit a home run, a little back yeah. <laughs> back, and you're like, "Nice job, Chuck!" Like that's right. a good that's a good Chuck. That, All right, I like that. All right, that so, was for impression one. All right, here's what we're talking about today. Well, actually, let me frame it this way: the first thing you think about if I'm playing word association, I say, "You're fired." What do you think of Donald? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like the dude owns firing. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. So what we're going to get in today is how to fire your head of franchise sales. I'm, I'm going to tee this up in a second. And before we get the angry emails... Just understand, like, we're actually really not encouraging you to fire your head of sales. But I want to backcast into how does this even happen where the CEO or the founder is so frustrated and puts the blame on franchise salesperson, even though it's not their, not their fault. So, and Charles, I, I want you to take us through some of the conversations that you probably had with clients where they're like, I'm frustrated with insert person because they're just not selling enough franchises. But I want to, I want to frame this. And I, this, this is where I think it comes from. So, uh, and you'll, you'll, you can read this in our bottom thought, uh, in our newsletter, you know, get our newsletter, put your email address, uh, in the comments here. and We'll make sure that uh, you're on our list. But the framework is CEO founder X comes to the table and says, I, I want 25 deals this year. You say, how many deals did you do last year? And they go 10. And how many of the year before that? Seven. How many of the year before that? Five. Okay. So you want to more than double your sales this year. So now let's go through the checklist. Do you have a clear positioning? Are your franchisees making money? Will your franchisees validate? Do you have a plan for where? you're going to get these locations? Can you look in existing markets and find growth opportunities? Um, and then after after that kind of like the baseline's established, now it's are you willing to double the budget? And what happens is the franchise salesperson gets blamed for franchise development, but franchise development can't happen until all this stuff has already happened. So then you get the, the CEO or the founder that is like, my franchise salesperson is not doing their job. And I would, I would actually reverse that and say, well, did you do your job as a company on these first? So framing this, and I wonder, I'll let you talk uh, in a second. But the, frame, the framework is executives or leadership teams get frustrated with not selling franchises. But I, I believe it's because they put too much pressure on only one element. And sale, franchise sales is not just the sale. There's a pile of stuff that has to be good in order for that sale to happen. Right. And then when the issue comes up, say in April of 2021, the pressure hits the, the franchise salesperson, right? And then those five other things that you needed, it's too late to do that. So maybe we're going to increase the budget now 
put more pressure on the sales team um, and not get the ROI or the results that we expected. Um, so, I mean, it happens all the time and then it becomes that not for two, it becomes a cycle, right? Of the pressure and then dislocation, whether you're firing your sales team or adding to it, or in your case, Nick, even going with a different PR company or a different digital company. So, you know, that comes into play. So, um, and then from a legal perspective, I mean, we've seen franchisors that have amazing numbers, but not amazing item 19s. And I'm like, so, so I, I mean, all those elements come together in those stories. I actually, I, I rarely take notes, but you said something that I needed, I need to make sure that I, I wow. reply to okay. you just brought up pressure. And, and I think this is where like, again, like I think franchise sales is more complex than majority of franchise brands give credit to it. So you said pressure. So April hits, they're not awarding the franchises that you expected for Q1. Pressure starts coming. What's our pipeline? What are we doing? Who's doing this? And that pressure, you said a few things that, that I wrote down, but pressure is one. That pressure now is going to encourage your salesperson to take potentially a risky candidate, whether that's risky financial or risky from a culture fit, and push them through because you just pressured them, which if we flash forward, this is where failed franchisees happen which in turn you flash forward again to the point of exit as a franchisor when you're looking at exit the business, your valuation just went down and it can all tie back to this moment where you overpressured your salesperson. Right. And, and then, you know, as you're saying that really, if, if you think about it from a holistic standpoint, that salesperson or, or it needs to be part of your leadership team. Right, which then gets to your strategic planning, which then gets to, you know, a five-year plan, right? Which we talk about often, you know. Um, so maybe you shouldn't look at your sales as sales. They need to be a core part of the leadership team. Exactly. And this is where, when you put the, so come back to this checklist of things that the brand has to do well to be, to be able to sell. Now, in a broker world, can the brokers help you sell something that is not perfectly sellable? A hundred percent. They're having relationship building conversations that make the candidate feel comfortable. They're addressing some of their concerns. They're bringing them to the table more prepared to say yes. So even if validation is a little shaky, unilevel economics aren't what they're supposed to be. Support is more a vision than an execution. Um, that's okay. You're, you could still grow a few units, but as the CEO, you can't come in and say magically you're gonna you're gonna double your growth size this year without changing what you do, or else you're gonna be in the same place. Um, and what what ultimately happens, and I've seen this, I've seen brands come out of the gate. So take the I want I want 25 units. Last year 10, year before seven, year before five, they get to the end of the year and they hit 12 or 13 deals. And that CEO says, you're fired. You're gone. You did not do the job. I asked for 25. You got me 13. And the reality is they never took off the blinders to say, actually, the salesperson did everything they could. And 13 was successful. I do believe absolutely a billion percent what you just said. A salesperson that is not integrated with your ops and your marketing uh, is 
almost on an island because the ops are going to drive unilevel economics. The marketing is going to show the brand positioning. And if they're on this island and they're not included in those conversations or in business solutions for your organization, you can't expect them to sell because they don't have the, they don't have the tools. You're giving them an empty toolbox. Right. And then <clears throat> when panic sets in, maybe you start spending the dollars and then at the end of the year, it's like, hey, we spent the dollars but didn't get the results, right? And so you get the wrong signals from the marketplace and your glaring blind spots, whether brand or validation, um, remain blind spots and you continue the cycle next year, maybe with a new salesperson. So what's, what's the last nice thing you bought for yourself? For myself? No, no, vehicle maybe. Okay, so that vehicle. It's not like you saw an ad in April and went and bought that vehicle, right? Correct. Like you, you thought about it. So if you go back, if you backcast from purchase to the first second that you're thinking about it, how long was that runway? It's about six months. Okay. Great. So, and that's, that's the other challenge. And that's why, you know, there's supplier turnover. Uh, no, there, there are certainly franchise suppliers that are not executing or they're not challenging on those first five points. Call, call it a portal. The franchise portals don't say, Hey, brand X, before you buy this ad on our portal, we're not getting much traffic on here and for, for your category and your positioning is off. They're not, they're, they're, they're an inventory. They're, they're selling an ad. Um, so not necessarily their fault. That's what they sell, but they're, they're taking the money. So they take the money without setting the expectations and that creates frustration. So if it takes six months, you buy an ad on franchise portal X today and you're like, it's not working. I'm getting tire kickers. Well, the reality is you don't know whether it's working, which is where the holistic approach comes back into the table. And the fact that it took you six months to buy a car, you're, you're asking someone to change their life, invest their life savings and say, hey, franchise, or you're in control of these outcomes because we don't own this brand. That's arguably tougher than buying a car. So now you, you try to fix it by spending all this money, which creates more pressure on your salesperson, which causes your franchise salesperson to blame the agency or supplier resources is the fault. When in reality, it could come true later on. Well, I, I mean, the analogy is good, right? So you, you spend all that money, you get someone interested, a tire kicker, they look under the hood, it's not for them, right? It's not what they wanted. And then that goes back through production and, and everywhere else. I mean, look, there's plenty of situations too um, where a franchisor is working with the wrong supplier and, and getting not, I wouldn't say misdirection, but... <clears throat> outdated guidance on how they should be spending their dollars. Um, and so if I'm following your lead here, which I love in, in this conversation, if I'm looking at the takeaways and the checklist, you know, your director of franchise sales really just needs to be a core part of your leadership team in your quarterly traction meetings, understanding, you know, those franchisee metrics. I mean, I love more and more, I, we see many of our brands where at the franchisor level, they're implementing traction with their franchisees, even big systems. And the franchise sales directors are a part of that. So, so I, 
you know, it, it becomes leadership level. You don't need a sales, per, you know, your director of franchise sales is much more than a salesperson, right? Totally. So now, okay, everything you just said, um, and the title of this is how to fire your franchise salesperson. There's probably a reason why, if you look at sales folks in franchising, why majority of them are, you know, call it south of two years at most jobs. I don't think it's their fault. I think it's the it's wrong expectations, not mm -hmm. not the right tools in the toolbox, not integrating them in your in your business. And so, what's interesting to me is founders and CEOs have the ability to level set their expectations because they do that with the brokers. Like if you look at broker deals on majority of brands, call it south of 10 deals a year are coming from the brokers, but the investment into the broker community, the time invested into the broker community, trying to give them the resources on how to better sell the brand are significant. We don't give that to the franchise salesperson. So the salesperson gets blamed for so much when it turns into franchising because we do need to sell franchises uh, to keep the lights on and to grow and to have a shot at exit. But all this blame gets put on them. But shouldn't CEOs and founders take a good look in the mirror before they say you're fired? Yeah, I, I, I think we actually solved or, you know, brought this conversation to an actual answer, right? Which is really good. You know, and you could see it in the good brands. Their franchise sales directors are key leaders in their organization. I mean, those are individuals that are leading at, at many levels. And in many ways, they become a driving force for the brand. And, and they get involved in the unit level economics. So, I mean, it's all leadership, you know? And I, I think that's what, what good brands need to look out for. Well, the reality is... The franchise salesperson is support. We talk about the strength of support in an organization, and we usually tie support back to ops on how they support you. Do they send people out? Are they the business consultants coaching you through traction? We don't give it to the salesperson, but arguably the salesperson's job is to establish initial trust and expectation set so that when they enter the system, they're they're the right right person. So it's interesting that franchise sales is quickly dismissed after that point. But I think the brands that look at their salesperson as a very important part are also the brands where the franchisees continue to add more unit count to their portfolios. Because the person that sold me in, I trusted them. They told me the right things they are still having conversations and building the relationship well past sale one. And they're a part of my support team. Yeah. Um, it becomes pretty clear, Nick, right? Between deal valuation that we talk about of every franchise sold, um, you're, you know, the quality is going to be driven by your franchise sales team. And, 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 it's 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 clear they need to be part of your management team. What? Yeah, and I think I think before and so the point of this is how does someone find this video? They might find us on YouTube, and you've watched this all the way through. I would encourage you to do two things: one, button up your your interview process to look at culture fit. 
when a salesperson comes to the table and talks about how they sold a thousand franchises, cut the deck. They probably didn't. And that, so I find it interesting when new, new talent comes into a company and they talk about all the things that I did. I sold this, I sold this. Not the right answer. The right answer is this is what we did. I was a part of a team. Like check for culture fits because I doubt there's anybody who sold thousands of franchises. They don't exist. That's, that's one. And two, before you look to fire or move on from your development person, you need to cut your own cards mentally and look at them and say, if I brought in a culture fit, then why am I saying no to them? Maybe they're in the wrong seats or maybe I'm not letting them sit in other chairs in the organization that will help them do their job better. Or maybe I've set the expectations incorrectly without giving them the tools. It's the right way to go. I mean, that applies to everything. So before you fire, I don't know. I was, I was trying to come up with some sort of rhyme. I, had I Right now, this the whole video turned out how to hire your next franchise sales director and make it a home run. If you've made it 17 minutes in, Hopefully we gave you a takeaway. This is Fran X. See ya.